folks. In just a moment or two, we will officially open up the Joey Clark Radio Hour. But I felt like a soft opening tonight. I mean, sometimes you just jump right into it with a hard open. Uh, but, you know, like some stores, before they have their grand opening, they'll have a soft opening. Those are usually very delightful. Indeed. And I just wanted to ease people into the Joey Clark Radio Hour because... Hopefully you haven't been listening for the last three hours because it's been me talking along with Clay Southernwood Sharp. Now, Seth Spotlow, he's also here. You haven't been here as long, so I don't think the people are quite as tired of you. Hmm. Yeah. That's going to happen soon. We'll find out. (laughs) (laughs) We'll find out. We certainly will find out. Um, But in all seriousness, there uh, there is a ruling made by... Attorney General Steve Marshall yesterday saying that CBD is still illegal in the state of Alabama. And it gets into Carly's law and Lenny's law. You know, the more I look at Carly's law, but focus on Lenny's law. It applied uh, affirmative defense to special cases for CBD possession. Those treated for chronic or debilitating condition that cause seizures. But the CBD must be tested in an independent third-party laboratory. And essentially what this clarification by Steve Marshall does, on October 28th, the Alabama Department of Public Health adopted a rule allowing for the medical use of FDA-approved drugs that contain CBD. So you can get big pharma drugs that contain CBD. But if you, say, wanted to create your own CBD or buy CBD at a much lower cost elsewhere, that's still illegal. You're out of luck. Yeah. You know, if I had a kid with epilepsy or something like seizures that I knew CBD helped, I would move the hell out of this state. Sorry, did I raise my voice? Yeah, I think that was all caps. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, this idea... Number one, Carly's Law was passed in 2014. It provided a defense for people who contained or had CBD on them, but it had to be authorized by the UAB Department of Neurology. You know, it's one thing to look out for people, make sure people are safe to have experts that are checked by their own standards as well as other legal standards looking out for people. But at a certain point, it's the pretense of experts and those in government that just really, for lack of a better word, makes me angry. I think the idea... I'm not even talking about marijuana. I'm not talking about cannabis. So I think that should be legal in the state, too. Talking about a substance that does not get people high, that is life-saving or life-changing... Yeah, for a lot, especially young people. But no, it's perfectly legal to get those kids hooked on, like, uh, benzos early on. It's just, this is an example. I'm not blaming Steve Marshall. I'm not blaming any particular Alabama legislator. And I'm not necessarily blaming the people of Alabama, though that's who the blame lies with at the end of the day. It's just an example of how idiotic and cruel the law can be, even the law given out with the best of intentions. Stop being in the, I don't know, 
last century Alabama. Well, and it, and Joey, it has it's to ridiculous. put you. It has to put you in the mindset. And and I don't know. I've not looked at the records. I'm just telling you what immediately comes to my mind. I wonder how much Big Pharma donated to Steve Marshall's campaign. I wonder this $750,000 that he took from this pack-to-pack transfer that nobody knows technically where the right. money come from because it was filtered down so far to get to him. I wonder how much of that money was, hey, buddy, uh, I'm uh, you know Joe Smith with Big Pharma over here. I'm the one that dropped the seven fifty in this pack that got well, transferred to your pack. But let's let me be clear here. I don't and I think there might be stuff like that going on. But I don't think I think what Steve Marshall in AG's office said is essentially what the law says. I, mean, I can't blame Steve Marshall. He just made it clear that under current Alabama law, and I think he's correct on this, C B D is illegal. Well, I mean, under exception. I, 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 so, I, either if you have a child with epilepsy, or hell, it doesn't even have to be that extreme of a case. Say you have anxiety. Say you have inflammation. Things that CBD are supposed to help with. You're not allowed to self-medicate. Well, actually, you are. Because you are a free human being. And if you want to break the law and it helps you, I say go ahead. Just don't get caught. Because you know what? People are much more clever than the freaking authorities half the time. And you know what? Many of the people who are authorities probably do it themselves. wonder how many legislatures have used CBD to relax one evening. Just frustrating. And I joke around a lot, and I sound radical a lot, but there's just certain stories I see, and this one from AL.com yesterday, and it's not anger at Steve Marshall. It's just frustrating that Alabama is, uh, at times, the stupid state. And uh, I know people personally whose sister, younger sisters, had epilepsy, and they tried Child. to get in. They tried to get in with the UAB trials to get a prescription for CBD, and they they weren't able to get in. So what do they do? They did the move. right thing. They moved. Yeah, that's what everybody does. And if something like that happens, you can't stay here. You have and, to go. And if Alabama continues to uh, be like this, I'll move. And maybe there's some people out there listening saying good riddance. Well, you know what? If it comes to that, the feeling's mutual, folks. If you think it's right to continue to outlaw this, uh, you're wrong. And I'm not saying we should have some big fight. The law should be changed. Or else people will continue to break the law justly, in my mind, or they'll continue to move. And Alabamians can continue to think they're righteous by outlawing something that helps people. It's very frustrating. Um... It bothered me last night. It bothers me now. Well, it that does. One issue. And see, my understanding is there's no way that it, we hear we hear the word and we take it at face value. Well, yeah. Colorado legalized marijuana. Right. It, technically, you can't legalize marijuana because it's it's federally illegal. You can't legalize. It'd be like saying Alabama legalized murder. You can't do that. That's there's federal laws against that. You know, Alabama made abortion illegal can't do that it's a law that you look i mean it's the it's the same what you do is you decriminalize it and say okay yes we're just not going to prosecute you if you're holding that and that's my understanding of the law that was passed in alabama is is medicinal marijuana no it's not legal however we're not as a state going to sanction prosecuting you for that right that makes me why does steve marshall have to come out with it and like i said i'm not because what's happening is people are asking can we sell this stuff people want it people actual people alabamians want this stuff 
We would like it's our it is being sold in places. Oh already, yeah, you can folks. get it at gas stations. You can find you it. You can get it at freaking gas stations. No, and that's exactly what Marshall those, came out with. He said it's it's illegal to sell it at gas stations, convenience stores, and other private shops. Go to the gas but people station. are doing it. When you walk in there, when you're paying the dude and you see a little packet with gummy bears, that is not a normal gummy bear. Right. I've never well, and, tried and it. Here's the thing though. People aren't overdosing and dying and oh. losing their jobs because they took a CBD gummy bear. They are probably because they're on opioids or they're hooked on heroin or they got somehow hooked into meth or they're an alcoholic and they crashed their car. There are problems with illegal and legal things. And just, it's the way we think about it, it's just so dumb. And so heated, I, uh, it, it frustrates me. And again, I'm not knocking Steve Marshall. I think he's actually saying what the law actually says. And, 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 and I'm not fine. either, to clarify. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not accusing him by any means of anything. I'm right. just saying where your mind goes and why you would make such a statement. Just say, hey, it's been ruled on. We have a law. Y'all look at the law. You know, if we see an indiscretion, we're going to prosecute it. But and we wonder why. Not and, the main concern of the Attorney General of the state right. of Alabama at this time right. is kids with epilepsy getting CBD we're not really concerned about that. Well, and they say we have laws that allow for that, but it's, it's very restrictive. And beyond Alabama, this is just what I think makes me so angry about it is this: we wonder why healthcare is so expensive. It's real bad. Because you have a few gatekeepers and experts that maintain we're the only ones allowed to give out drugs. CBD doesn't have what it takes to get you high. No, it you doesn't. know, I mean, the the, tel- the tetrahydrocannabinol or whatever. THC. Yeah, that's what gets you high. The CBD is CBD, just like it says. It's not the THC. It's anti-inflammatory. Yeah. It helps with anxiety. So, and mean, it works wonders for people with epilepsy. And people just think it is just gets you high. You know what I'm saying? And it doesn't. I mean, Well, it wouldn't be the first time ignorance... Uh, has created, what? Has created yeah. laws. Whoa, Joey! Yeah. A law out of ignorance? I know. Come on, man. That's never happened before. Dare I said that might be most of the laws. Uh, but here, before we hit the... That was just the soft opening, folks. Woo! Woo! Get hard, Nick. What a great soft opening it was. Next is the hard opening. But before we hit that hard opening, in just a minute or two here, I want to tell folks about a great business for healthy pets over on the Atlanta Highway at the Village East Shopping Center. Now... It's a business. It's also a small business. Humble beginnings with Teresa. She was caring for her own pets, her own dogs and cats. She realized that a lot of people weren't taking care of their pets, and she was wanting to give them options beyond Mm -hmm. big box stores about high-quality, responsibly sourced, all-natural brands, whether it's your everyday meal for your pets or it's a special treat. I mean, we've been pushing, say, like the the chicken crack a lot, the chicken jerky. That for, for you know Thanksgiving, they've got the meow wanna and chicken crack. Joey's over, Joey's over here trying to legalize <laughs> drugs, and what's yeah. he was he's advertising dog drugs, right? And cat drugs, yeah, catnip, man. We got to yeah. elite make that elite. It makes the cats too happy. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's it's a great small business, and this Saturday they're open. It's Small Business Saturday. All sorts of buy one get one free deals, uh, several dollars off, percentages off. All sorts of deals. So too many to name right here. So, but stop by support a proud local small business for healthy pets. Again, on the Atlanta Highway at the Village East Shopping Center. Tell Teresa Joey sent you. And you know, you might have noticed on my book of faces page on my Facebook page that I've been posting a lot of pictures of fat cats and fat dogs. But I have to admit, 
though it's funny at first, sometimes you see a fat dog and you're like, <laughs> but that dog needs to be helped. It needs to go buy four healthy yeah. pets. It's funny if your dog's a little fat, but if your dog's too fat, you need to take better care of it. And I don't understand why the way the, the people, and especially in this audience, it seems to be lots of real animal lovers. It, you, they treat their, their pets like they're children. You wouldn't just feed your children McDonald's every day. Right. You're not going to feed them trash. Well, that's a good trick. Go and feed them something that's going right. to extend their life and make them more healthy, and, and they're not going to have joint pains. Right. A healthier coat. It's everything, everything, all of the above. Yeah. That's that's what Teresa can do for you. I don't get it. Go see her. Go see her. Y'all ready to open up the show officially? He's rubbing it. Let's do it. Hold on to your butt. I'm quite surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Whoa, it's us. We're in politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Jay Park. Yes, I'm playing the song that inspired my t-shirt. Because I am that vain. I saw a kiss sticker on the car today. Really? That never happens. Now, if you ever wonder what, uh, never mind. I'm not even going to go down that road. Just say, I was made for loving you. Love this song. I know it's when Kiss jumped the shark and all the true Kiss fans are like, what's this disco crap? I like it. Because it brings up good memories for me. Really good memories. Memories in the in the darkness. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Whoa, wait, this is the heart opening. We're, it's like we're starting the show over again. Yeah. Hi, Southern Wood. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you tonight, Joseph? I'm Ray fan. Clark. Fantastic. How are you, Mr. Spotlow? Woo! Ray? Yeah, Joseph Ray Clark. Ray, ah. What's your middle name? Ryan. Ryan? Yeah. Ryan and Ray. And what about you? Clay. Oh, you're, what's your first name again? Robert. Robert. Mm. I didn't know you were a Bob. Rob. Don't be giggling at Robert. <laughs> it's, such, it's just <laughs> my such grandfather's a, name. Just how basic. Bobby. Like John. Well, how basic is Clay? <laughs> I mean, it's like my parents looked in the future. There's like, nothing wrong with it at all. I just like giving you all this down. This cat is. I mean, he is going to be such a bad speller. We can't even. We can't even name him Clayton. Let's just name him Clay. Clay is not short for Clayton. It's Clay. Oh well, um, you know. Earlier, just about a minute ago, I was talking about how you know Alabama's some of our laws are a little backwards. I think we should change them. Generally, I am all for freedom, even if it's the freedom for people to do things I don't particularly like. Sure. Yeah. But I'm all for freedom. In particular, I think the reason drugs are so expensive and healthcare is so expensive because we've regulated the hell out of it. Yeah. 
and it uh, we, serves certain special interests. In, in some some form, we have eliminated personal responsibility yeah. from the consumer. I mean, right. if you look back in the old cliche days of the like the old westerns, you know, where the medicine man would come into town and sell his elixir. Well, I mean, his elixir, all it was was just some liquor, and you know, it's going to cure you. It's going to make you strong. <laughs> you know, it's right. going to do this or that to right. you. And and people figured out, no, he, he's a shyster. That that's. Right. And they quit buying it, you know. So, uh, and I know you you don't want to, you want to be able to trust your doctor. And when he says, hey, take this pill, you've got cancer, this is going to, you know, help eat something away. That There should be some to, checks to it. There should be, but half the time they don't know. Exactly. They're doing what? They're doing uh, the best they can. Have you ever seen a drug rep before? Have you ever met a drug rep? No. You ever seen somebody in sales that's really, really oh, are you good in sales? Are you suggesting that a lot of people in sales are uh, smoking hot women? I'm not suggesting anything. I'm telling you the truth. Find a drug rep. Find me an ugly drug rep. My brother's a medical device salesman. He's not uh, quite a drug rep. I, I bet he's a pretty good-looking young man, too. Well, he looks like me. And, well, now look. No, no, hey, laugh and kid all you want. You can dress up and look really fancy. Yeah. But another thing, and this is this is the double standard. <laughs> you can dress up and look really fancy. <laughs> well, you can, Joey. Yeah, fair enough. Without the, uh, a mustache. The, the other thing is, well, see, Lee, if you were selling, you wouldn't have a three-day beard right now. True. You would, you would be perfectly trimmed, coiffed, and all that. Right. The, the other thing is, when a man's selling something... You're buying the idea more than the product. When a good-looking woman is selling you something, you're buying the salesman rather than the product. That's a damn fact. I don't care. You call me a sexist or whatever you want to call what me. What if she's selling both? It does not. It, she can be selling both, but that's what you're buying. That's what people are going to look at is appearance. And I think it's more when it comes when it comes to women, they're looking at appearance. When's the last time? Look at these three women on TV right now. The anchor smoking hot. The other ones, eh, so so. You never see an ugly well groomed. You never see an ugly woman reading the news on TV. You're not going to see it. Makeup. It, it's it, like a pound of face. That's fine. Yeah, that's a lot that, of that's, makeup. That's, that's, a lot of face. That's fine, but my point being, it is the look when we look at women, and I, that, it's just a fact of life. I'm not saying it's right. Right. I'm just saying it's a fact of life. Well, and I don't think it's just that way. No. I mean, she could be pretty, and a stupid comes out of her mouth, she's, yeah, boom, pretty just went out the well, window. Well, you're back into my theory of, I think, sex appeal has, for a long time in politics, played into things. Oh, right, most certainly. Yeah, you need to be tall or attractive who's, in who's some way. Who's the last ugly president? Richard Nixon, before television was a big thing. Right, right. You know, well, I mean, it's said over and over that George, Jack Kennedy yeah, beat about, him because he looked so bad. There's one exception. At the though. debate. What about George H.W. Bush? H.W. Bush inherited, kind of, he inherited the presidency, though. Right. But when He's as, the one exception in the modern era. You know, era. His, his, eight years, his eight years as vice president, he was not a bad-looking man. He, right. When he was young, he was not a bad-looking man. Good-looking dude, you know. And that's, I mean, that's just, I mean, look at Bill Clinton right now. I mean, he looks like death ooh, warmed over. Ooh, she sucked but the life was, out of him. He was a good-looking dude when he was elected president. He was cool. Well, that presidency will take away those good looks, though. Oh, yeah. 
I wonder what Trump's going to end up looking like at the end of this. He's going to look exactly like he did the day he went in. He's going to look like that. <laughs> he needs to look like you. He needs to do what you're talking about. Oh, shave, shave his, his head, head grow, grow a beard. beard. He would, a it's man, a great picture of Donald Trump. Trump. The president yeah. would be such a badass then. You know, and that's one thing I'd like to see make a comeback in politics. Oh, Dan Crenshaw, the eye with the eye patch. Uh, I like him. Yeah, I like him too. I like him a lot. Um, he, I think, has brought back the beard a little bit. I think we need more facial hair in politics. Oh, yeah. That's good we decided Hey, that. we could run for president. You could be my vice president. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's yeah. go to the phones and talk to Bo. Hey, Bo, how are you? I was tool-time grunt. The old grunt thing, I was just joining. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Mr. Uh, Benford. I was wondering what that was. Uh, what, what Clay was just saying, yes. I mean, basically what he's saying is sex sells. I mean, that's just human nature. Yes, it does. Um, sure. The, the reason why I was calling, though, was, Joey, you're exactly right, okay? Uh, I will be 30, what, 38 years old? Yes, I'm, I'm at the age now where I have to think about it. I'll be 38 years <laughs> old in January. Okay. And I can count on one hand, maybe two, um, the number of times I've ever had anything to do with marijuana in my life in my younger days, and most of it was peer pressure, trying to be cool. I never liked it personally. It was not my thing. I'm, I don't care for it. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what you're saying is, okay, the the libertarian streak in me, I'm a conservative, but the more, the older I get, the more libertarian I feel as far as, you know, why should anybody have the right, if I'm taking care of my business and I'm working and I'm paying my bills, yes. not hurting anybody else, why should anybody give a crap if I'm growing a plant in my backyard and I decide I want to roll it up and smoke it? Right. It, I, I, Bo, I don't know. I don't know why. I think that is the exact point that, that Joey right. is making. Yeah, I mean, there are yeah. some people that fancy themselves the protectors of society. Well, and it's, okay. it's a progressive mentality uh, that, that kind of won the day in the early 1900s. And it's, it's on both sides, the left and the that, right. Reef of madness. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I, don't, I, I don't like that. I don't, I don't agree with it. I don't like if it. anything is taking care of all their business and it's not affecting anybody else negatively, and I guess you have to look at it as far as, you know, how... I, I sometimes well, and we I, have to be clear though you can do things in a free society that affect other people negatively as long as you don't harm their person or property like and even to that extent like if I start a business that's beating your business and you're losing profits good luck you don't have a right for customers like you well, know, you know what I mean like there's things that affect people negatively all the time as long as I'm not harming your person or your property I should be allowed to do it in my general sense of it. I I think the only thing that throws a monkey wrench in this is the welfare system. And Seth, hold on, hold on, just a second, but the Seth Seth and 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 me and you and Joey, we pay our taxes in, and then when somebody does get hooked on drugs, then our contribution to Medicaid or Medicare has got to come in and take care of them. So that's the only way that it affects us when somebody else does something irresponsible. Go ahead, Bo. uh, You you just, you completely jumped to my point. I was going to make, you you, you did all the work for me. Um, (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) You just did all my work for me. But, I mean, if 
if you talk to, to most drug counselors, um, you know, they will tell you that the most abused substance that they can find, they can walk through any gas station and buy, you know, legally, and that's alcohol. Right, of course. And, you know, that, that's perfectly legal. And I, I think that, you know, again, I don't, I don't care for, for marijuana. It does nothing for me. It never has. But there are plenty of people that I know that have chronic pain or actually just want to enjoy it. They want to go home after work and just smoke a blunt and just chill the heck out. Right, and they have jobs and they have families, don't they? So why the hell should they have to worry about being arrested to acquire it when they're not harming anybody, when somebody else can go buy a 12-pack of beer and go and get a DUI? And to me, it's one and the same. Right. And I just, it's just, if until you're affecting other people or society negatively, we're, we are a free country. I just wonder what in the hell would our founding fathers think about it? I mean, weren't <laughs> opium booms rampant back then? Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, marijuana was legal. Cannabis was legal for a century, if not more. I mean, I think even, like, hemp in particular was a major industry. Like, if, if we could sit down with Ben Franklin right this second and have this discussion with him, one of, the, one of the, if not the most brilliant minds in modern history, I wonder what he would say about this. I know like, exactly what he, he would, would say, say. You can only outlaw cannabis if I get to keep my French horse. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking he'd say fire up another fatty <laughs> <laughs> oh wow Ben Franklin was, was always my, he was my childhood hero growing up being into um, electronic computers the way I was and he still is my uh, uh, American hero but besides my own father of course um, but uh, yeah I would love to be able I wish we could get a time machine and get Ben Franklin and sit him down and have this discussion with him Oh, yeah. That, that would be awesome. Well, and, I mean, times have changed, but there was, there's a long history to this, and I think time's come to, this is just more an example. It's not just about uh, legalizing cannabis or even CBD, which is not cannabis. Uh, it's more, to me, about liberty and the basic principle of liberty. You're right. I just don't want to be the, if you screw up so badly, I don't want to be the one that has to pick up the tab for right. your screw. right. And, and yeah, that, I think that's where you have, that's where that's, the delineation that's is. That's also a slippery slope in the sense that this is always how it happens. The government intervenes in one aspect of life, and instead of addressing the original intervention, what we do is create more interventions for the government in order to correct the other one. And we intervention after intervention after intervention. It's happened in healthcare in particular. It's happened in education uh, in recent history. Two of the most screwed up sectors. Banking's heavily regulated. Some aspects good, but other aspects. It's why I think it creates such a fragile economy in the U.S. throughout historically speaking. Exactly. Um, we've had more bank panics in this country than say Canada, and it's for regulatory reasons. Uh, what were you saying, Bob? I was just going to say, I guess you boil it down, that human nature is fragile by definition. It is, and also if we want to get into, I also agree with the idea that the Constitution was built for a moral and religious people. Um, and the sense that I think the more we give up and, and say that it is the government's role to police people beyond just protecting their life and their property you start to lose a sense of that personal initiative to be moral. Yeah, you sacrifice and, you know, security. 
right. you sacrifice freedom to gain security. Right. And well, and also, you presume that people won't be moral unless they're essentially whipped into shape and threatened to be nudged to be moral yeah. and to be good. Whereas yeah, I, well, I think that will lead to a lot of people that aren't good. They're just kind of begrudgingly doing things out of a sense of fear instead well, of a sense of duty and, and rational thought. I, I'll tell you this much. If you don't want me to do something... Tell me that I can't do it and then walk my day. Don't push red button. All <laughs> right, oh, man. Most Americans and most people are that way. Yeah. You don't want me to do something, then tell me I can't do it and stand back and hold my beard. Right. Well, Bo, I appreciate the the call. Great conversation. You bet. Take care now. All right. See you, Bo. That makes me think about clerks. Whenever the guys work at the gas station and um, they uh, leave a sign. On the, the by the register, yeah. it says take correct change. Yeah, and they're out. Uh, they're trusting the, people. Yeah, because the people think because there's nobody here and there's all this money that they're being watched. Hmm. hmm. So they do. Yeah. And they leave, and they're upstairs playing hockey. Well, and also I think most people society runs itself pretty well. Is I mean I have some pretty basic beliefs beyond. You know, the simple libertarian principle, non-aggression. I generally think society figures things out without some top-down authority with a bullhorn. There's occasions where you need that top-down authority. Like, say, to defend yourself in a, like against a massive war in another tribe. But even then, the most difficult wars often fight asymmetrically, guerrilla warfare. And there... Society is not this thing that, oh, just because a majority voted for it, we know what society wants. No, you don't. Half the time, you don't even know what you want yourself. Like, half the time, you have to figure it out by what you actually choose, not what you just say. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of assumptions built into the way we currently govern ourselves that is this top-down, uh, and it, it was almost like you took like, how the king of England would be the head of the church, and we definitely fleed that. Uh, it's now instead of religion, and thank God we have the freedom of religion. And I say that with no irony whatsoever. Thank God we have the freedom of religion because it's allowed religion to flourish, people to experiment, to have open conversations about the topic. It's been a huge benefit uh, to the United States, not to mention lack of war like you found in Europe, lack of war like you see so often in the Middle uh, East. You agree 100%. And I, I think when you allow that freedom to breathe and grow, you get people to do experiment. And yes, things will go wrong, but things go wrong when you have all sorts of control. But what seems to have happened it's in the last century or so is the pretense of science. Science is amazing. Science has given us a lot of the things we have in the modern world. But instead of it being like this give and take and the science changes or it gets corrected or refined, it's now more the cult of experts. The experts will handle it because they're smart. And they did some studies. It's lost its purity. Yeah, and so instead of the theocrat, like in Saudi Arabia or in Iran, telling you what to do, it's now the expert who bureaucrat who works at the government telling you what to do. And you know what? Half the time, they're right. But it doesn't mean you should be able to force something on somebody. If you're looking at, say, somebody who's an alcoholic, should you be able to force them to not be an alcoholic? And will forcing them actually solve the problem? Probably not. Now, if they hurt somebody, they threaten to hurt somebody, that's when you intervene. That's I'm when you can do that. something. Otherwise, right. you can't do anything. 
You really can't. And that's where the the broad the broad interpretation of the law would take care of that. Go back to the marijuana deal. Mm -hmm. You say, well, you shouldn't. What what if you what if you smoke a blunt and you get in a car and you go to driving? Well, there's no law against that. Bull crap. There is a law. You cannot drive impaired. And, I, and I don't care. And it's don't like, drive recklessly. It's like it's like cell phone. Oh, you can't be texting and driving. Well, there's already a law against it. You don't have to write a new law to say don't text. Infl- if you're swerving in and out of traffic, you are not driving properly. Give them a ticket. There's already laws called you know manslaughter, voluntary manslaughter, murder. There's different levels of homicide. In Florida, when you're driving and you're listening to the radio, there's a commercial that says drive bake get busted. <laughs> that is no, their slogan. If you smoked a bunch of pot and you're stoned out of your mind, do not don't get, drive. Don't drive a car. My goodness, there's all sorts of reasons. If you happen to have a history of schizophrenia in your family, do not smoke cannabis. Don't take psychedelics. I mean, and here's the thing. Because it's been suppressed for so long and it's a just say no mentality, a lot of the harms are not discovered because people can't talk about it openly. And a lot of the benefits have been slow to be discovered because people can't talk about it openly. We should be free to speak our minds and to peacefully choose what we want to do, even if it means engaging in risky behavior that sometimes doesn't work out. And it also, it, it, in, it, it riles up the bow factor of the population right. well I, I don't even want to do it but you're telling me i can't do it well by damn i'm gonna go now. do it well, you, just because you said not you ain't to. telling me what to do we have millions <laughs> talk about states rights talk about you know nullification what's going on in the west of all places saying to hell with the federal government it's a it's a good sign it's a good trend uh we need more freedom more limited government especially giving it back to the states and generally, again, more individual liberty. I think it would solve a lot of our problems. Won't solve all the problems. We'll still have issues, and we got to figure them out as people, as a society. Well, let's stop confusing and conflating society with people that want to boss other people around. Because it doesn't help. Clark. Uh, welcome back. Now, this is all that same album, Seth. So. That's a little better. I like the guitar in this whole album. It's pretty simple. And the lyrics are ridiculous. It kind of is... Why are you shaking your head, Southernwood? <laughs> He's saying charisma, right? Oh, yeah. I love that. that oh, D&D. What man. is my charisma? Yeah. yeah. 
It's up there. <laughs> it's I, up there. That, you just need to have the camera turned on. Is it my on. money or my name? Uh, you know, these. They need mm-hmm. to see your air body guitar. or my brain. It's quite. It's quite sexy. I love it. Yeah, it's a sexual song, man. I really I like, like that. it. Yeah, I like yeah, sexual. Yeah, man. I, lo- I love. Um, it's the same reason I love rock bands that have girls that scream in them. Right. Oh exactly. my god. Well, hey, before we get okay. off on that, yeah, because I, I love that album. I like that song a lot. Yeah, that one in particular. Mm. I play a lot of air guitar in my room to that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just do. Is that what you call it? <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> Let's go to the phones and talk to Ann. Hey, Ann, how are you? Thank you for waiting. Hi, Joey. I was glad, too. Um, really hoping you guys are going to have a happy Thanksgiving this year. Likewise. You too, Ann. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to say cannabidiol, which is the CBD oil or whatever you, uh, whatever form you get it in, uh, has applications in Alzheimer's care as well. Mm. Um, I will say that I am personally cognizant of a particular case in which uh, cognition was improved, um, situational awareness was improved, and uh, language, uh, access to language was improved in a measurable amount after only three days and is continuing to improve. Wow. That's remarkable. And uh, the... The uh, other applications it has, um, chronic pain disorders uh, like fibromyalgia and multiple sclerosis and things of that nature, it also has applications in those for pain relief that has nothing to do with getting anyone high. Right. Um, people have seen some improvement with the hemp oil, which is not the same exactly, but it's extremely similar. And that can be obtained through Amazon, but um, and some local online, establishment if you look. Or yeah, and the the cannabidiol, the CBD oil, can be obtained locally in Columbus, Georgia. Hmm. And they come, and the uh, store that is there actually has told me that they're trying to open one in Auburn. Wonderful, good. So it's 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 out there. But this particular company uh, has a product that has zero THC and is independently tested, and, and it's, uh, it, it appears to be extremely reliable. So uh, I don't know how, if it has zero THC in it, anybody would, want to, would you know, even remotely want to prosecute anyone for it. Right. Well, so, and sometimes the law becomes about symbols, not actual, you know, hard facts. That's but, it. Uh, right. I appreciate you sharing this, Anne, especially about you know Alzheimer's, dementia, how it can help uh, people with you know chronic pain diseases. It just, I mean, it, it may not be a cure-all for everybody, but if it helps certain people, why aren't, why did, number one, do we have to go through this whole expensive process, these gatekeepers, when Julie, it's already, it's there, you can buy it. it Julie, they give the flu shot out. And, and try to make you feel like an outcast of society if you choose not to get a flu shot. And right. it's many years, 20% effective. So if CBD is only 20% effective, right. hell, let people try it. Right. it. I had a doctor actually recommend CBD oil while stating they could not prescribe it. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that, that really opens my eyes when a doctor is saying it's worthwhile. Yeah, exactly. It makes you think, what's the alternative, you know? I mean, 
for, hmm. for some of the people. Right. I mean, you, you really have no other choice. Or you can go down some terrible, long, opioid, painkiller-driven thing. Yeah, good Lord. And No, and I think well, what it leads to a lot of people doing is they break the law. Mm-hmm. And if you want to undermine the rule of law, keep creating stupid laws. Because people have brains. And be, Americans like being free. And if they figure out something works, they're going to do it, no matter what your law says. Yeah. That's, if you want to know the way around a rule, create a rule. <laughs> somebody's going to figure it out. Especially Americans. Yes. That's how we were founded. Uh, yep. And I appreciate the call so much. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Ann. You have a happy Thanks, Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, before we get back to the phones, we got a lot of calls here. Want to tell folks about Eddie Bader? Hey, we were talking about big sexy salesmen's. There you go. Ooh! Right before the break, Man. and, and Eddie's name comes up. He is on a, a hunk. He is a hunk. He'll sit down. He'll have a beer with you. Have a slice of zav. That's put thing. you on his pontoon like? boat exactly. and show you those lake houses. Ooh, what I'm talking Man. about, Full Lake Martin. You're on a boat. Eddie Baker, yeah. he's a great guy in particular. He's looking to help out folks who are trying to buy. In particular, if you're looking to buy a home for the first time, he can hook you up with some of our other sponsors, walk you through how you can build your credit, but he'll inform you about the prepaids, like it costs money to appraise a place, costs money to inspect a place. I mean, it might cost money in the sense of, mm, I love this home, but it needs a major repair. So can that be negotiated in the price? Oh, I love this place, but it might be a little bit outside my price range. Is there a way we can work it out? Yes! There's all sorts of things. And it's always an emotional decision when you're spending that much money. That's probably the most expensive purchase you'll make in your life. Sure. Maybe now next to college. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a whole other conversation. But Eddie Bader with the Goodson Group can help you out. He wants to be your buyer's agent looking out for the best interest of you, the buyer. So if you're looking for a real estate agent, think Eddie Bader. Oh, excuse me for the rewind. If you're looking for a real estate agent, a buyer's agent, think Eddie Bader with the Goodson Group. His number, 322-0662. And he really is a great guy. He really has is. a wonderful sense of humor. Great, great. He's man. a funny dude. He likes pizza, and I'm not going to say the other thing. <laughs> Let's go to the phones. Let's go to the phones, Joey. To William B. Hey, William. William. Uh, gee, I did roll up a fatty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, uh, you talking about Eddie Bader. Uh, uh, so he he's he's really got a a, a pontoon. I mean a pontoon boat. He does have a pontoon boat. Yeah. Okay. Yes, he does. <laughs> Hold on, William B. Do you know a guy named Josh H? He's mm-hmm. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's been know. listening to us all afternoon. I just got to share this because I think you'll get a kick out of it too, William. I think you've been listening. He sent me a Facebook message and it says, "Quote: Garlic mashed potatoes are delicious. Dope and mac and cheese and French whores. God bless America." <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, he's, uh, he's definitely been listening. Thank you, Josh. <laughs> that was great. That was totally worth it. Oh. And and something else I've been listening to. uh, When when did the Charlie Daniels band get banned in Alabama? I don't know. You talking about CDB? Or there it is. Oh, wait. Are you you dyslexic? (laughs) Are are you? Uh, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah no, but uh, okay. Yeah, that was that was that was another bad one. I would probably be prosecuted. I for. like well, it. Well, at least you, you at least Dad you joke. entertained yourself. Dad <laughs> hey, joke. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can entertain myself sometimes. <laughs> uh, 
You were talking about uh, uh, things that uh, that should be legal that are not legal. Uh, just don't uh, don't criminalize catnip, and we'll be fine. <laughs> uh, did I ever tell you about what my dog does with catnip? No. We've we've got some catnip growing around the edges of the backyard, just growing wild out there. And uh, catnip, you know, it makes cats hyper, jump around, all that kind of stuff. It has the opposite effect on dogs. It does not affect. Uh, all dogs, but the ones it does affect, it makes them mellow. Okay. Really? Okay. Yeah. Hmm. And I've got a dog. Well, it's my wife's dog. There's two. We got two of them. They're, they're Shorkies. A Shih Tzu Yorkie mix. And uh, they like to watch TV. Okay. And I've just one, I swear, she will go out in the backyard and graze. And get a good buzz going on catnip. They come in and lay on, lay on the couch and watch TV. I'm like, and eat Cheetos. <laughs> I mean, you know, but yeah, the, the dog's names are, are Faith and Hope, and Faith is the one that uh, she likes to get get a buzz on and watch TV. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm like Faith. You know, how about some Cheetos, baby? You know, come on. <laughs> but she'll go out there and just get wasted on catnip and watch TV. Like, whoa, <laughs> you see that? <laughs> I grew catnip. Wait, one. did they watch like a uh, Blue Planet or like? Just, man, oh, I wish I could swim underwater. Get that the fish. puppy bowl. Yeah. Oh man, man! I think we were uh, we were at the lake this summer. We had a camper up there, and uh, we're sitting in the camper, just me and the dog watching TV. And she had never seen uh, well, no cable up there, just the antenna TV. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, so the old shows are on, you know, and everything, and. My dog is watching Mr. Ed. She's never seen Mr. Ed before. <laughs> and she's sitting on the back of the couch, and Mr. Ed speaks. And she turned and looked at me like, did you hear that? I think you've been grazing in the catnip, yeah, will you, me? Me? Are you sure it's catnip? <laughs> the, the, the dog, the dog those at, white little mushrooms like uh, what are you getting you know, you're on something dogs do have facial expression oh, yeah. she, mm-hmm. when, when she heard Mr. Ed talk like a person she looked at me like what <laughs> uh, that's awesome well I, I hope you have a great happy Thanksgiving man yes you too uh, 84 I thought you were going to Tallahassee man I'm headed as soon as the show's over Oh, man, you you gonna be late getting down there? Nah, <clears throat> it doesn't matter. <clears throat> you, you, you go just, you going across ten, or you going over through Brain Damage, Georgia? I go through Brain Damage. All right. Yeah. You got to take eighty four to Climax before you get to Tallahassee. I am not taking eighty four to Climax. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, you know he's a good dude That's and everything. Don- Donaldsonville. Uh, yeah, Donald, I, I used to live in Donaldsonville. Iron I lived City. In, yeah, Iron City. Yeah, Climax. Branson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and then Climax. But, okay, you know Climax, then you know that is the home of Swine Time, correct? I've, I've been to Swine Time. The belt I'm wearing right now was purchased at Swine Time. Well, you know, there's something kind of disturbing about... Seth, is uh, this redneck talk? I, I think so. Yeah. No, we it's, hadn't it's got a, to Mule Days over in Wiggum. Climax and Swine Time. Mule Days? Mule Days like in Wiggum. like a donkey show? Mule Days is uh, Mule Days is in Wiggum or Calvary. I it's can't in Ca- it, well, it's in Calvary. Wiggum, yeah. right I, outside. I don't want to watch. Yeah. But I will. They have light. Yeah, bright, but you know that's that, <laughs> that fine time. 
that swine time in climax. I don't know. It's just something weird about just something weird about loading up your your prize sow and bringing her to climax. I just, I, 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 oh, swinging from the udder. Oh, good lord! I gotta run, man. <laughs> Thank you, William B. And we made none of that up. I'm telling I know, you, I know. this is a funny place, man. Oh. No, but Cal, that was that was Calvary was that was a it was a really cool deal. And then they would they would take the mules and they would have a parade with all the mules and drawing wagons and the, and then they would they had a big churn out there and uh, uh, a press and they would take actual cane and take the cane and run it through the press and boil it down and make real cane syrup mm. uh, right there all by hand with the mules out there walking around turning okay. all the equipment. It's a pretty neat deal. Oh. That's cool. And yeah, I guess okay. I guess they still do it. We used to go to it every year. Well, we only have about two minutes and 40 seconds left and I just want to say on this Thanksgiving Eve that I'm very thankful uh, not only for the folks who listen but the folks who I've got to know personally through the show, good friends, and you obviously, Clay. Sure. Oh, you too, buddy. Robert, and you, of course. Yeah, Seth. man. I don't know how you snuck on the show, but I'm happy you did. <laughs> I asked every week. Right. <laughs> and then, of course, getting, getting to know uh, E Squared, Eric, and Emily. Oh, and man. I've gotten to know so many people here at the office better, whether it's, you know, Christy or Baron. You've gotten to know the, the Butter one, Rick, better. And I've uh, gotten to know some of the audience. And I don't know, I'm changing. Meeting all these I'm having folks. Fun with it. You really have, but I mean, it's yeah. amazing. And I guess we've pretty, but about, I mean, through the radio for about four years, you and I have known one another. Right. And, uh, yeah, more so than just hearing, but especially like the last two years or so. Exactly. Uh, it, you, you have changed a lot. And I'm trying for to. For the better. I'm trying to. I agree with Change you. Change is good. Um, yeah. All joking aside, and all joking aside, it, I woke up kind of Monday and got into this week and tomorrow's going to be a tough day for all sorts of reasons. Sure. I've talked enough about on air, but uh, thank you all for taking a day that could have been rough and helping me through it. I'm you got this, man. Anytime, man. Yeah, you got this. We're good. And, you know, we'll be back next week and next Friday, I believe, will be the last show before I turn 30. Woo! Boom. The last radio show of my 20s. 20s. And then <laughs> the underwear I'm wearing is old as Joey is. <laughs> Man, you must have incredible control of your bowels. I bet it looks like Swiss cheese down there. Yeah, come eat some of my uh, my mac and cheese. Nothing but the band left. Hey, I would like a bowl. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you, really. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> Thank you, man. Be back Monday. Joey Clark.